Welcome to Get Your Book Done. I'm your host, Christine Closer, a Wall Street Journal and USA Today bestselling author, award-winning publisher, and book writing coach to thousands. I love helping aspiring nonfiction authors write, publish, and promote their best books because there's nothing more powerful than writing a book to transform your life, your readers' lives, your business, and ultimately the world with your message. So let's get started. Welcome, welcome, welcome to today's episode where I am so excited that we're going to be talking about mastering the art of book marketing. Now, just pause for a moment if the thought of book marketing makes you cringe because today's episode is going to change that. I promise you. Um, I have with me Roseanne Chang, the amazing author of a book called The Evergreen Author. And in fact, if you're listening to this live when we um, release the episode on April 26th, this week, On the 29th, I'm hosting Roseanne for a phenomenal free training called The Amazing Author Platform and How to Build Yours, which is what so much book marketing wraps around. So be sure to check that out in show notes, because I assure you, after you hear from Roseanne today, you are absolutely going to want to be a part of that training that we've got coming up this Thursday live. That is, if you're listening when this episode launches um, in April of 2021. So before we dig into mastering the art of book marketing, let me first introduce you to my friend, my colleague, um, someone I'm so grateful I met because uh, she's brilliant at what she does and very much aligned with everything that we do over here at our publishing company. So um, I'm super excited to introduce you to Roseanne, who is a former teacher, and she's also the author of five books, including Buzz, The Ultimate Guide to Book Marketing. Um, And as I mentioned earlier, also the evergreen author, Master the Art of Book Marketing is what that book's all about. But she has worked with hundreds of authors as a marketing director at an indie publishing house and is the co-founder of Evergreen Authors, which is an online school to help writers like you find success selling your books. So welcome, Roseanne. I'm so excited that we're doing this. Uh, Me too. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, my pleasure. And I always like to ask by, you know, I always like to kick things off by asking the question, like, how did you get into authorship? Was this like childhood dream? You always wanted to do it. What was the journey? How did you come to be an author? Yeah. I mean, I, I think I have always been an author and I'm going to, I'm going to date myself here, but in my house growing up, we had a typewriter in one of our bedrooms and I have memories of not even being able to read or write yet, but having stories in me and putting paper in that typewriter and just sort of like clicking the keys and just hoping that those stories would come together. So I don't know how to exist without stories and books um, and reading and just creative work in general. I just always have been this way. I love it. I love it. I just had this like picture of you as this little kid is like banging away at keys, not knowing what you were doing, but like you were determined to get what it was made, in there out. It made sense to me. It made sense to me. That's all that mattered at the time. <laughs> what was actually the first book you authored? 
So my first book was a middle grade book called The Take Back of Lincoln Junior High. So um, as you mentioned, I was a high school teacher for many years, and I always had this idea in my head that I wanted to write a book that I wanted to teach. So something that was dealing with social issues of the kids that I was teaching and from a subject matter standpoint, dealing with the issues that mattered to them. But I also, from a teaching standpoint, really wanted the book to look and feel a certain way. So I wanted there to be chapters with, you know, a certain amount of pages that I could assign for homework. I wanted there to be vocabulary words pulled out. I wanted there to be essential questions and essay prompts and ideas for teachers to use in the book as well. So when I had this idea that, you know, I'm going to write a book about a school that takes corporate sponsorship over federal funding and uh, see what happens as a result of that. And um, basically I, you know, I, I decided I'm going to write this book that I always wanted to teach. Now, when you're a teacher, as you can probably imagine, I was very busy and it was always one of those things that just, it, the story was on the back burner forever and ever. And then I had my first child and instead of, you know, sleeping when she was sleeping during the day, which I should have been doing, to be honest, <laughs> I started working on this book. And by the time I was finished, I was pregnant with my second child. So I knew I was probably not going to go back into the classroom again for a while. And I took a break for a bit from the book and went back and, and read this manuscript that I had sort of pieced together over, you know, a nine month period of raising an infant. And I read it and I thought, you know what, this is really good. <laughs> this is a good book. And so um, that sort of set me on the path of, okay, I believe in this story. I believe that I have the chops to get this, you know, make this writing thing happen. Now what? And then as you know, you know, the whole publishing thing is a whole different beast of its own. Mm -hmm. And so I, you know, I learned, I, I, I developed some really wonderful relationships with publishers like you who are kind of helping me be the writer that I could be, who are still dear friends to this day. And, you know, it all just sort of organically happened from there. Magnificent. You know, that's how I'm here right now doing what I do today. It all just like unfolded and unfolded and unfolded very organically, very naturally by who mm -hmm. I met and what was showing up at the time. So I love that. So let's chat a little <laughs> bit about this whole marketing thing. Um, and I want to begin by having you uncover and just sort of reveal and share some of the biggest mistakes that you see out there with authors today when they're really looking at like, you know, how am I going to market my book? I know I could go down a list of a you know bunch of things that I see, but I yeah. want to get your take on it. Um, what kind of mistakes are people making when it comes to marketing their books? Yeah. I mean, we could probably talk for several hours on this one, but, yes. <laughs> um, you know, I would say generally speaking, the biggest mistakes I see authors make revolve around two things right now. They revolve around social media and they revolve around money. And sometimes those two things are linked together. But basically, um, when I say social media, I feel like, um, you know, social media is um, really wonderful in a lot of ways and really terrible in a lot of ways, as we all know. And I have seen authors many times fall into this trap of feeling like they need to be posting on social media all the time. Like they need to have some sort of social media presence that is constant. And for some authors, that's really enjoyable and they love doing it. They love connecting with people on social media. It's like a second home for them. And so to those authors, 
I say, go for it. That's, that's wonderful. If it brings you joy, you should do that. And if it's bringing you book sales and, and work even better, but for so many authors that come to us, they are, they tell us that they are spending two or three hours a day on social media, trying to sell books and nothing's working and worse they hate it. <laughs> they don't want to be on social oh, media. Like my, I just felt my heart just go, oh, it's heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking. And so it is. So for me, you know, I believe very strongly that if somebody tells you, like, you know, these are the 10 steps to being a best selling author, that you should turn and run the other way because there's really no formula for this beyond finding what brings you joy. And so I just had a call with an author just the other day who was saying, if it weren't for, you know, everyone telling me I needed to be on Facebook, I would delete it. I I said to her, and I thought to myself, this is, this is tragic. You have young children. You shouldn't be wasting your time on a platform. You don't want to be on focus your energy somewhere else and find some joy. So that would be the number one thing is, is, is spinning wheels on social media, maybe not having a plan around it, wasting a bunch of time, wasting ad dollars, and generally just burning out across the board. So that's number one. Number two kind of, you know, lends itself to that, which is, like I said, money. I feel like, you know, Christine, you certainly know this, right? We are, we're constantly inundated with ads, um, and, you know, quick fixes around some of this marketing stuff, you know, Hey, for a thousand dollars a month, I'll take over your Amazon ads or I'll um, take over your social media accounts. And it is tempting. Uh I mean, I have been there as an author for, you know, for all these years, right. I, it is tempting to want to pay somebody else to do this work for you. And, you know, I could have a whole different discussion around the idea of a publicist and somebody who's trying to get media attention for you. I just think that a lot of times authors are really working from this very emotionally vulnerable place. And that's not a great place to operate when it comes to finances and money. And so what we say at Evergreen Authors all the time, which is something we talk about in the book in the last chapter, which is my favorite chapter about getting into data and really spending money on things that you have data to support that will work as opposed to, you know, I heard so-and-so spent $20,000 on a publicist and got on the today show. And that's what I'm going to do and just hope for the best. So you can see that it's sort of, it's one of those things where I like people to just take a step back and, and avoid some of these big mistakes by being unemotional about the process as much as they can be and being really honest with themselves about how they're spending their time and energy online. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I just want to say, I don't know if you run into this in your world. I assume that you probably do because our worlds are very much aligned. Mm -hmm. Um, But every now and then, like even when I'm talking to my own publishing clients and we're on one of our mastermind calls that I host every month for our clients, I mean, like sometimes they're coming to me and like I'm I'm laying out as much as I possibly can for them what to do, what to consider, the lens to be looking at all these opportunities through to really discern what is right for you, which is why I love your book, because it's so much the message of the evergreen author is to really find out what works for you. And it was like three times in the last month, I've had, you know, a client come and be like, well, you know, I want to get my pre-sale going. And I'm like, okay, why do you want to do that? And they're like, well, (laughs) I don't know. Someone said I was supposed to do it. I'm like, did I, your publisher say you were supposed to do it? They're like, no. I'm like, so who's <laughs> telling you that you should do it? And 
what's the point of doing it? And someone else was like, well, I need to, you know, create this big, huge launch page. I'm going to pay a thousand dollars to have one page created so I can, you know, build my list and give away bonuses when I have my book launch. And I'm like, okay, I said, where's the traffic coming from to direct people to that page? Cause you don't have a list. So, you know, I'm like, so why are you doing that? I'm always asking. So why are you doing that? Like, what's your thinking? Like, well, I don't know. Someone just said I should. And then I was come back. Like, did I say you should, you know, come on. Exactly. And I've even told people flat out and like, please like, do not put your money there. That money is going to be so mm-hmm. much better spent on another strategy mm-hmm. that's going to work better for where you're at with your book and your platform and your business and your mission. Because like spending a thousand dollars on a page that you don't even have traffic to send to that page, like you'd be way better spending that money somewhere else. So I don't know if you find yourself being like, yep. okay, now why are you doing that? Does that happen to you too? <laughs> All the time. Yeah. All the time. I mean, it, it is the question and it's, it, it is so much to that point of, of being honest with yourself about what your goals really are. Right. Because, and we, t- I talk about this in the book, but I think a lot of times authors are are working from this sense of um, either imposter syndrome. So feeling like, okay, I did write this book and I, I, I think on paper I am qualified, but am I really qualified? Am I really qualified to talk about this? That's a whole separate emotional journey, right? Yeah. But then there's another, there's another type of author who is less honest about what their actual ultimate goals are. And for so many authors, they will articulate, you know, I'd like to sell books, but some of them, if they get really honest, their actual answer would be something along the lines of, I kind of want to be famous. You know, success for me looks like being on television. And honestly, there's no right or wrong answer. What it, the only right answer is the honest answer, because that means that when you're making decisions about, you know, spending an afternoon pitching to your local television station or, um, you know, writing an op-ed for someone or, you know, spending money on social media or creating a YouTube channel or whatever you're doing, you're operating from this place of honestly looking at what your goal is. If what you're doing is not working toward that goal, skip it. <laughs> it's so simple for us to say, right? But it's yes, but it's true. You know, it does become a lot more simple when you actually are very conscientious of your goals. Yes. And like you said, honest about the goals. Yeah. Cause for some people, the goal really is like, I want to make money as an yep. author. Yep. Okay, great. So how does the book tie into the business? And then, you yep. know, maybe you're willing to give your book away for free. Like we're talking about having me possibly transform one of my um, trainings that I do that helps people learn the four different paths to publishing and the pros and cons of each and how to know which one is right for you. It's like, we might make that book just completely available for free on Amazon yep. because of one out of, you know, 500 people who we paid to advertise to get to download it jumps into our publishing company as a result of reading that free book, like great, you know, mission made, we're making money and we're, you know, saving someone from having a really terrible publishing experience (laughs) elsewhere. Cause there are a lot of terrible publishing experiences out there for sure. Yes. Um, so, you know, it works, it works both ways, Yep. but it's like you said, the honesty of knowing what your goals are. So every one of you, like if you're listening to this right now, you have homework today. Okay. (laughs) And your homework is to be willing to get honest with yourself about what you really 
want? Do you want to be famous? Mm -hmm. Do you want to not be famous at all Mm -hmm. and just have lots of people buy your book and never have to talk to any of them or be on social media? Like there are ways to do that. Mm -hmm. So that's your homework for today. Oh, such good homework. I'm a teacher. I love that homework. (laughs) (laughs) My mom was a teacher too. Like I remember her every night after school at the kitchen table, grading her papers and, you know, everything that (laughs) teachers have to do. So um, I know what kind of a busy, busy career that can be for sure. Um, Anyway, as I just mentioned social media, I just want to be clear on something here as we move forward in this conversation. Is it or isn't it then necessary for an author to be active um, on social media and have a social media presence? I just like, you kind of alluded to earlier that they might not really need to be involved at all, but can you clarify? Because some people might be shocked by the answer. For sure. I mean, this is, it's one of the most joyful things that we get to tell authors when they come to us practically in tears because they are just so frustrated with book marketing. And that's this, you do not need to be on social media. You do not. It, you can, if that, again, if it brings you joy, if you want to dive into those platforms, but we have had many, many authors over the years who have deleted their Facebook accounts or they've moved that energy that they were using on Facebook or Twitter or any of those other places where they have just felt like they've been screaming into the wind for years, right? And all of that energy that they put toward trying to just get likes and follows, they put that toward learning some advertising platforms. Maybe they put it toward Amazon advertising, figuring out how to use keywords. Maybe they put it toward learning Pinterest and how they could drive traffic to their websites there. And they're so much happier and liberated with this idea that there are other ways to sell your creative work besides putting yourself out there on social media. We're in this very strange time, right? Where social media is still relatively new when you really think about it. And we're still, you know, trying to figure it out as we go. And um, I genuinely believe that some of the authors that have found the most success are either not on social media at all or very rarely on there. We are very rarely on social media at Evergreen Authors. Very, very rarely. I feel like we've got someone listening right now, maybe several someone's listening right now who are taking a deep sigh of relief. (laughs) Feels good, (laughs) right? Yeah, they don't have to. Yeah. (laughs) And the thing is like energy begets energy. So if you're doing Mm -hmm. something that's draining your energy and then you take that energy and you put it to something that fuels you, you have mm-hmm. more energy to do more of what fuels you. So maybe exactly. like you just start taking that energy and putting it down one specific path for marketing. And yep. then as you have more and more energy, like, oh, now I can add in a second something thing that I really enjoy. You know, maybe yes. I want to be talking about my book on podcasts and I'm going to pursue, mm-hmm. you know, reaching out to podcast hosts and trying to get myself, you know, booked on shows. Like, but you have the energy to do that instead of it going down like the social media suck hole if- Yes. You are someone who loves social media. So oh, yes. I can feel some of you taking a deep breath. Yep. Beautiful. Yep. Beautiful. Absolutely. Um, so what would you say? Cause one of the things I love about the whole concept of being an evergreen author is it's not just flash in the pan. You know, you did some Amazon bestseller campaign and become a bestseller for two minutes in some obscure category on some random day and it's <laughs> over, right? Evergreen yep. authorship is about continuing to support your book and get that message out. I always tell my clients, you're going to write your book once, but you're going to talk about it forever, or at least as you want yes. to get that message out there. 
So how would you say are some of the ways that authors can really best set themselves up for long-term success, not flash in the pan, Amazon's, you know, bestseller yesterday and gone tomorrow, but for long-term success? That is such a great question. I I love that you are telling that to authors that that you write the book and you need to be able to stand by this for a lifetime because that is really your creative resume behind you. Right. And so, um, anything that you do should be focused on that sustainability and, and keeping that energy and momentum going. So I would say, which can I just say it's really hard to do if you're choosing marketing tactics that you don't even enjoy. Oh, exactly. I, I mean, I have worked with authors who haven't touched their book in a year because they've been so, you know, humiliated after nobody showed up to a, a book signing at Barnes and Noble. Do you know what I mean? So it's tough. And, and this is emotional work. And I certainly recognize that. And I speak as an author who has made many mistakes along the way. But I would say that it kind of starts with this idea of what the career around your book really looks like. Like, for example, you know, you and I probably could speak about the power of having a speaking career around your book, right? So my first book came out, you know, I I sold it and that was great. What I realized very Mm -hmm. quickly was that I needed to get out in front of teachers and students and families to talk about my book. But what I needed to do was actually more than just talk about my book. I needed to provide some value to people. Um, so, you know, could I take over a classroom lesson? Could I talk about creative writing? Could I talk about how a book cover comes together? So, you know, for me, that was something that, you know, teaching is in my bones. It's something that I still do at evergreen authors very frequently. So it's something that's very easy for me to do. What I encourage authors to do is something similar, right? So if, if, if you don't mind public speaking, if that's something that you could see yourself doing, if you envision your long-term success, and that includes you standing up in front of crowds, holding your book, find a way to get out there in a way that is fun and organic to you. At the same time, if that's not something that you're interested in, how can you focus your energies to learn how to create? I'm not talking like a, a series necessarily, but maybe maybe it is a book series or maybe it's just, you know, a one Saturday morning a month that you carve out to, you know, really dive in and figure out what Amazon's up to so you can figure out, you know, some new keyword strategies or maybe you spend some time connecting with people, you know, once a month, once every two months, whatever you can make time for. But really, I think it's the idea of creating or or envisioning what success looks like for you, like actually tangibly looking at it and thinking about it and then making some time just for you that is devoted to making that happen, if that makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. And I can't help but think about, you know, the days that I used to go listen to Mark Victor Hansen speak and Jack Canfield, when Mm -hmm. they would say, you know, every single day, like how they end up making chicken soup of the soul. One of the biggest, you know, (laughs) book successes ever Mm -hmm. is like every day, every day they did five things. Now you're not telling people to do five things every day, Mm -hmm. um, but it is the consistency over time. That's going to help create the success with the book. So I love that you're talking about that. Mm And while we're kind of on this topic, I would love for you to give just a little bit of a preview of what we're doing this Thursday 
with um, how to build an amazing author platform and that live training that we're going to be doing. And you can like everyone listening, you can go over to the show notes and find details and a link to register if you are in fact listening when this uh, podcast first launches in uh, April, 2021. But can you tell us just a little bit about what's in store and what people are going to learn on Thursday? Yes. So and then I've got more questions for you. Yes, of course. So the amazing author platform presentation is something that my business partner, Josie and I have done many times. It's sort of the secret sauce of what created evergreen authors and what really um, created our, our way of connecting with writers. And it's, it's basically revolves around the Pareto principle. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but it's basically that Yep. It's, it's 80, 20 book marketing, right? So 20% of what you do leads to 80% of your results. And basically what we are encouraging authors to do when they are thinking about that P word platform. So I'm not talking about just social media, it could be social media, but maybe it's other things. Maybe any speaking that you do or teaching or any of the myriad ways that you are connecting with people or inspired to connect with other people that you are really focused on that 20% that is going to be yielding the vast majority of your results. And, you know, big spoiler here, the big liberating takeaway that when we give this presentation, we've had authors walk away and say, I'm so glad I came to this. Thank God you guys said this to us. We tell authors, find two things that you're willing to do, two things. They can be teeny tiny things, they can be bigger. It all depends on your energy level and where you are in life, right? That's kind of your business, but two things. I'm feeling another sigh of relief happening for a lot of people. Right? Really? Just two things? <laughs> two things that you're willing to do. Maybe one of them is I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to commit to a monthly newsletter. So that's 12 newsletters per month. I'm going to make a really great newsletter or a blog post or whatever, um, and then that's it. And then let some data come in, let go look at your analytics, see how that's working for you. See if that's yielding results. If it is do more of that. If it's not move on to something else, but don't, you know, no one is asking you to, you know, devote three hours a day to learning anything that you're not interested in learning. Just two things that you're willing to do and, and go all in on those two things. Like I said, we've got a lot of people taking a deep sigh or leave thinking just two things. I can do that. And I know <laughs> any one of you can absolutely yeah. do two things, right? To get your book, this amazing work that you've created in service to the people that you wanted to help. Like, can you do two things for them? Yes. I know you can. So thanks for, so much for speaking mm -hmm. about that. And mm -hmm. I'm excited that we're going to deep dive um, into more of that on Thursday live. So really looking forward to that. So as we kind of round the corner into the end of the show here, I would love for you to really speak to, you know, we've covered a lot of ground today when it comes to, you know, how to master the art of book marketing, which is not doing more. It's actually doing less and being strategic and thoughtful and honest. Um, so we've covered a lot, but if there were only one thing that our listeners took away from today's episode, like what is the single most important message, if you will, that you want them to walk away with when it comes to marketing their book? Oh, such a great, I know there's question. probably a ton that you could share, but so I'd much. love to hear just one. So much, but I think that one of the simplest things that authors miss 
is that they do not get into the mind of their ideal reader and how that ideal reader might be searching for what they have created. So for example, you know, I have a lot, I have many authors who, who come to us and they say, you know, should we be advertising on Goodreads? Should I, should I take out some money on there? And that lead people to my book. And I just flip the question back around to them. And I say, do you go to Goodreads to find your next book? And sometimes the answer is yes. And so in that case, that tells me that, you know, this author, they're connected with their audience. I mean, you know, if you're, I'm assuming if you're a writer, you're a good reader. So you are, you're looking for books yourself too, right? So if that's a way that you are finding books and material, then, then sure, go for it. But sometimes the answer is, well, no, no, I actually, that's not actually how I find books. Well, okay. How do you find books? How do you find books in this genre? If you write historical fiction, chances are you're devouring historical fiction all the time. Where do you find your next read? Oh, well, actually, you know, there's this Pinterest account that I follow that always has this great roundup of books. Oh, well, then you just answered your own question of where you should be advertising because you know that works because it works for you. And so a lot of times, you know, the answer to this, quite frankly, is, you know, the big elephant in the room, which is Amazon. They are the number one bookseller in the world with absolutely no signs of stopping, right? So when people are looking at Amazon, what I want them to do is look at it as the search engine that it is not as the, a big store or showcase, just a search engine. And when you look at that, you know, people are going to Amazon and if they're looking for books, they're not putting in your book title or your name necessarily. They're putting in a problem that they want solved into that search bar. So if they love historical fiction that takes place in Paris in the 1920s, they're going to be looking for historical fiction, Paris, 1920s. You want to make it so your book is the one that pops up when people are searching for it. So um, that's the big takeaway, right? Is to just focus on how your ideal reader is searching for books and then make it so when they search for that book, your book pops up. Beautiful. I think that's going to kind of flip around some mindsets of everyone thinking, you know, that they have to just go out there and do this and do that and do this and do that and do this and do that. Like I could go on forever (laughs) with what you're being told you should do around book marketing, but what a beautiful, simple, elegant takeaway for everyone really like where you like go where the people are like don't do this if they're not there Mm -hmm. because it's just a waste of time and energy when you could take the valuable energy that we talked about earlier and put it into something that's going to really help you connect with where your people are, where they're looking for their next read. So, oh my gosh, thank you so much, Roseanne, for chatting today. Um, Just a quick reminder, make sure that you all go over to show notes. We will have the link there to uh, the the live class we're doing Thursday, which is going to be longer than just a quick podcast episode on um, how to build an amazing author platform. So please come join us there. And there's also a link over to um, Roseanne's book, The Evergreen Author, and website to go learn more and all that. So um, please go check everything out on show notes. And Roseanne, thank you so much for your time. As I said at the top of this episode, like I'm so grateful we met, and I'm so grateful you took the time to join Same. us today and share your wisdom. 
Oh, my absolute pleasure. You are just fantastic. And it's always wonderful when we connect with a publisher who also gets this work, who is just like, I is so passionate about seeing your authors succeed. And that is exactly what we want to help you do. So I'm, I'm just thrilled. Thank you so much. Beautiful. Well, you are very welcome. And thank you as always listeners for being here, for being someone who's willing to commit your time and energy to tuning into this podcast to help make your book a success and help you get your book out in the world even more. So thank you so much for being here. And until next time, happy writing everyone. Bye for now. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Get Your Book Done. Be sure to check out the show notes for links to everything we talked about today. And if you want my help with your book, head over to christinecloser.com to learn more and get a free copy of my book, The Transformation Quadrant, which will show you how to blueprint your book in 15 minutes or less. The Get Your Book Done podcast is where the leading conversation is happening for transformational authors everywhere. And I'm grateful you tuned in. 